Hey, hey, my loyal podcast listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope I can get you some really helpful information. Um, this is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. This is episode 18. I'm Adam Steiner. This is a podcast dedicated to the home building industry, um, bringing builders and buyers together through advice and education. Today, I have another home building horror story for you. Um, this one is around delays. Um, a, a client I was talking to just recently closed. They built a townhome. Um, and they they overall enjoyed the process, enjoyed their builder, felt like it was, it was a, a positive experience. But the one thing he said to me was, um, man, the, the time it took from when at the sales table, we were quoted a date. Um, I want to say it was December ish, but I'm, I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. Um, at the sales table, they were quoted a date and it was months after that, that they actually ended up moving into their home. And he's thinking it's, it's a town home. Like it's not that custom. What, what could possibly be causing this? What, what's going on? Um, and the, the communication after the delays started was, was poor. And it just, it just ended up lingering even after close, you know, landscaping wasn't all the way in and just like, okay, okay, what's the deal? Can someone just shoot me straight and tell me what's going on here? Um, so I'm going to dive into this a couple things. Um, um, with delays, I think it's more, um, preventative than reactive. Once you're in the midst of a delay, there's not a lot you can do, but we'll get into it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how to know when they're coming, what, like what to look for, for the yellow flags, maybe not red flags, but the yellow flags that you might see, um, to suspect one is coming or do things to avoid, um, Two, how to avoid them. And then three, if you are in the midst of a delay, what I would do if, if it were my house, if I were building. Um, so let's start, uh, how to know when they're coming. I would, first, I would ask, okay, is it a, is a spec home? Is it something that's already slotted, the builder's already been working on, and you're buying it? Or is it new construction? Um, they, yeah, you're working on plans, everything. If it's new construction, a few things I would I would ask. Um, not that any of these answers are, are right or wrong or positive or negative to the builder, just something to keep in mind as far as time frame goes. Okay, does your builder own that piece of land? Sometimes builders have a great relationship with the developer, but they may not have closed on that parcel just yet. And it's it shouldn't be a major delay, just a factor to consider. You know, there might be more steps they need to take behind the scenes in order to get you a permit. Um, has the builder built in this subdivision or city before? Um, I We've... I've done this in the past where you're working with a new subdivision or city. You try and do your due diligence, reach out, ask the the officials, um, what are the all the things you need in a permit pack? What are all the approvals we need? Sometimes things get missed with a new city. Sometimes they may have a checklist, but frankly, they don't tell you everything or, or something gets missed on their end. And then when you submit it, you find there were two or three things that you needed to alter um, based on your plans or um, you needed an additional sewer tap permit. I don't know. I'm just making that up off the top of my head. But things like that come up. So I would ask my builder, have you built in the subdivision city before? Um, just they, if they have, they're probably a little more streamlined. They know exactly, okay, this we, this we did exactly last time and it got us a permit quick. Um, 
And then I would ask too, and bringing back to the home building horror story, the the reason I bring this up is that is the subdivision platted and are the roads in? So if you're working on in your the builder is selling you a lot in a brand new subdivision or a new phase of a subdivision, um, they the, the the quick check you can do is with either the city or the county. Just call and say has has there been a recorded plat for this subdivision? Um, and are the roads in, I mean, you can physically drive out there and see are the roads in, that's usually the last step toward, um, the development process. So if the roads are in it's, it's a good check that, um, usually not all the time, but usually the, the sewers are in the water lines, all that. Um, but the subdivision platted thing, if the subdivision isn't platted, um, I would, I would have, again, a yellow flag, maybe not a red flag, but a yellow flag up when the builder is telling you a date. Because what that means, the subdivision isn't platted. There's a lot of things, a lot, a lot outside that builder's control before they can even go to the building department to submit a permit. They won't, a building department won't take a permit on an unplatted piece of land. Um, so if if the developer is still working on subdividing, and there's a lot of back and forth that goes into those meetings between the developer and the city, the developer is also your builder. If it's not platted, um, it may it may be a long, long time before you're able to get in. So again, just something I would check on. And then lastly, the the thing I would ask is, are the financials figured out? So the builder may need to pull a construction loan. You may be getting your own construction loan. Have you done that before? There's there's give and take. Okay, um, who does what when? Do we have to deed the lot over to you? We, you know, if you, the client, bought the lot, do you have to deed it over to the builder during the build? Um, just a lot up in the air there that the more questions you can ask, um, figuring out who's carrying the construction loan, figuring out who and and when you're buying the piece of land, uh, who's carrying it during the build. That's that's a good thing to do before even start having those talks pre-sale. Um, don't wait until you're signing the contract to, to start that conversation. Okay, switching gears. If you're buying a spec home, obviously you look at it and ask the questions, how far along is this home? Sometimes you can buy one that's it's been permitted and it's digging tomorrow, you know, so you're skipping that, whether it's two or three months of the upfront process, you probably missed out on the selection window or some of the selection window, but you get a jump start. or it could be, you know, a week from close, you could be buying a spec home. Um, and then another obvious one, are you planning on making changes? Let me say, this is why um, you could ask what has been ordered um, but any like the the construction schedule should be tight and there should be something going on just about every day, if not every day, every every week. Um, and if you're planning on asking that builder to delay it at all, there's a disproportionate delay in the amount of days you delay. So if you if you ask a builder, can we delay if it's Monday and you say, can we delay 
everything on the can you stop construction on this project from Monday till Wednesday? We'll let you know our final final answer on Wednesday. That that will most likely be more than a two day delay in your build process um, because if you think about it like a subcontractor, so. A subcontractor, when they run their business, they want to fill their schedule. They don't want to employ people that aren't working and providing revenue for their company. So they want to fill their schedule um, almost as full as they can as they can handle, um, which is a good business model for them. But what that means is, if they had somebody scheduled Tuesday to install plumbing, we'll just use plumbing as an example, and you pull that that plumber off the job on Tuesday. They're not, there might not be another chance for that plumber to get back in, even in the next couple of weeks. So what you thought was a two-day delay could actually be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you know, until that plumber has another opportunity to get in. Yes, with big, bigger subcontractors and bigger builders, they have ways to uh, shuffle some things around and, and get you a plumber if it's, if it's possible, but not always. So keep that in mind if you're planning on buying a spec home and changing things, asking, or even if you're doing new construction and asking for even, a, you know, a minor delay um, can lead to a big delay down the road. And then also with with a spec home, I want to get back to our original horror story. Um, this client was buying a townhome, and what the, what they did was there was the subdivision was platted. The it was all townhomes, and they they wanted one on a specific lot in a specific building. Well, that building hadn't been started yet, so I don't want to accuse the builder of doing anything here. But it's possible that with a townhome, that builder wanted to sell more than just one unit into it before they started construction. So they could have got the deposit from this client that I spoke with and then waited to submit permits, um, waited to submit permits and, and actually pull a permit until they had a little more secured money on that townhome building, whether it's a, a three unit or a four unit, Maybe they wanted you know, 50% of it full or 75% of it full before they're willing to, to spend the money to start construction, which honestly I get from the builder's perspective. It's a lot of risk. If, if it's a four unit and you have one of them sold, it's a lot of risk to basically be building three spec homes right alongside it. That's not a lot of builders would have that ratio. So something something to ask your sales agent as you're even before you close, you know, how much of this building would need to be sold for you guys to start construction? Because I think what had happened was something similar to this where the client was told a close date, but they hadn't pulled a permit yet. Okay, that's a, that's a yellow flag. Okay, let's let's ask some more questions here. What's what's really going on? Okay, let me switch gears now to how to avoid delays. Like I said, their home delays in the home building industry are much more preventative than they are. Um, it's just really hard to retroactively do anything about them once you're in the midst of a, of a delay. So this is the area you really need to focus on if you don't want your home to be delayed. First off, fit into the builder's process. I've talked a lot about this in recent podcasts. Don't need to dive into that here, but... Um, this is, if they're telling you they need selections, they're serious about it. Um, so no need to stress. They should have appropriate timeframes for you to do things, but you do need to listen to them when they say we have a 
two-week window to get your plan signed off on before you can go meet with your selection coordinator. That's that's serious. Or if you miss that window, your your home slotting may be delayed, all that. Um, questions to ask. And these are great sales floor questions because it'll really help you narrow down what builders do have figured out. Are Do they have their process ironed out or are they, they guessing with more of this stuff? So what are the next steps? If we... If we, the client, were to sign today, what are the next steps we could expect in the building process? Who will contact us? Is it going to be you, the sales agent, to schedule this next meeting? Are we going to be passed off to the selection coordinator? Will they be contacting us? And then in those meetings, in these next steps, what specifically do we need to sign off on? Um, What are you going to expect our signature on? And even when I worked as a sales agent, I had no problem sharing this information with clients, the the exact forms that they needed to sign off on. I would share with the clients that this is, you know, for our structural sign off meeting, these are the eight things that we're going to ask you to decide on and move on from this, this portion of the build. So, but it, I, I say that to say like, this is, this is the key to avoiding delays is knowing what's coming, being ready for those decisions. Um, and being ready to sign off on them in an appropriate time frame. Um, lastly, I'll end with what to do when you're in the mid- in the midst of a delay. Um, this one I'm gonna I'm gonna support builders here. Some I I think there's just ways that that delays happen, and um, it's just it's tough in the industry. Whether it's um, you live in a northern climate and snow and freezing weather has caused your your dig to be delayed or or framing to be delayed like that that stuff's real and there's not a lot you can do about it i think everybody gets that um other other things like the the ordering cycle um did something get back ordered discontinued and you have to reselect you know there's there's just a lot of uh, little things. If you're working with smaller subcontractors and the subcontractor, God forbid, falls off a ladder, breaks his back and can't get on the job site for, you know, another six weeks and they have to schedule a new subcontractor or something like this stuff all happens. So I would say have some grace for your builder in these moments, please, please, please have some grace for your builder in these moments. Um, be reasonable. I think, if I were to be completely frank here, I would say a big reason a builder doesn't want to communicate or really, really um, share with you exactly what's causing the delay in your home is because they think that you might use that against them later. So if you if you can show your builder that you are reasonable and that you do want to talk with a level head and you do want to help them figure out these situations, I think they will be more more forthcoming with you in what's what's happening in your project what's going on um and i think you'll get better information um i would say try and talk to the person controlling the step that's causing the delay usually that's the the project manager site superintendent they they may not be controlling the step it might not be their mistake that caused it to happen but they're going to know they're going to be the first call when the lumber supplier says okay we finally have that um whether it's you know, that item that was discontinued, it's finally in, it can be on your site tomorrow. Like they're going to get that call. So just, um, have conversations with them. And again, just be reasonable. And then I would say one thing that I've seen a lot of clients do, if they're in the midst of a delay or something got messed up and they're, they're frustrated, a lot of clients will say, okay, that's, that's it. We are going to, um, demand that we're called, 
X number of days, whether that's every week or we're going to have an in-person meeting with you every two days on site. Um, I would, I would just say, I, I haven't seen a lot of, of fruit come from that because you're, you're forcing the builder to do something outside of their process. And then it might not, it might not really in the long run help. I think the, the builders resenting the fact that you are forcing them to do extra work on their job when really it was one minor thing that they've fixed and moved on and um, you're still frustrated. And I, I think it's okay to share those frustrations, but and it's okay to even ask for more meetings, but I would say um, you'll get a lot farther. It's the old, um, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. You'll get a lot farther if you can communicate to them, hey, I want to I wanna help you in this. I want to get a great house, obviously, but um, I want to I wanna help come to a good resolution. So what can we do? Help communicate to me, help, help me help you kind of thing. Um, and then I'll finish with, lastly, in defense of builders, I've said this before, I'll probably say it again, the builder has no incentive to delay your home. I've been accused of this in the past of you want to delay our home for X, Y, and Z. And it's just, it's just not true. So again, builders make their core money. All their profit is waiting for when they close. Yes, there are draws through the process, but most of the draw money that a builder pulls in is already, it has to be paid out to subcontractors and trade partners. Um, so the builder doesn't really pull out of the pull their profit out of the project until the home is closed. So every day that your home sits is another day they're losing money, paying staff, keeping their office lights on. Um, so the builder is maybe even more incentivized to move quickly on your project than you are. So this you have the same you have the same motivation, you have the same goal. Just uh, communicate that to the builder that you want to work with them and not against them in it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all the thoughts I have for today, just on delays. If you have any questions, please reach out. Um, I know I, I can talk fast and my wife accuses me of being a mumbler. So trying to work on that enunciate really well for you guys. So you can hear all these thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question, you can reach me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Um, LinkedIn. It's just my name, Adam Steiner. I also have a business page there, Burnham Design Co. B I R N A M. Um, that's the same handle for both uh, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again so, so much for listening. And thank you to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. Have a great weekend.